Well, what is up, all of you Ugnots and Jawas out there? And welcome back to another episode of Mando Talk. I am your host, Caleb Keller. And first of all, thank you so much to every single one of you out there that checked in with us, came and enjoyed the premiere of The Bad Batch with myself, Jacob Keller, who's missing today, which is A-OK, but Zach Horvath was there and he's also here today. Zach Horvath, how are you doing? What's up? Yeah, man, it was awesome. Um, what a great first live stream, yes. you know? We got to check out the new episode, uh, well, first episode of Bad Batch. Man, it, it was a really good time, and I, I'll be honest, I can't wait till we do it again, you know? Yeah. It was it was awesome. I think we quickly realized after doing that that it was just so much fun that we're going to have to continue to do things like that. So if we're going to keep doing it, you, the listener, you, the watcher, you, the viewer, you want to subscribe to our YouTube channel. You want to get in on that action. We're going to keep bringing exclusive YouTube content for our YouTube uh, channel. So you want to hit subscribe. You want to click the bell to come and have fun with us. We really just, it was just Star Wars fans having a lot of fun. Rebel Scum Texan was hyping the chat. We were loving it. We were talking with them and you can join that crew too. You want to have fun with Star Wars fans. Pop in the chat whenever we're on YouTube live streaming because, again, we probably have things coming down the pipeline as usual. A lot of fun. Uh, so check this out there. It was so much fun. And again, Discord, we'll go ahead and throw that one out there as well. Click the link in the description. You know what Discord is. We've hyped it up the past, I don't know, month now. Um, and it's just a great way to yeah, share your Star Wars I'll, love. Yeah, and if you're you're a podcast listener and you're not on YouTube, that's okay. Discord's the place for that. You know, um, you don't have to watch us live or, or whatever, be on YouTube. You can come join the Discord and just whenever you get a random thought, you can just drop it in there and let us all, you know, put throw it into a conversation and get it going. Um, that's what we're starting to see. And we really like that. And it makes it more fun to go throughout the week and have that conversation. So come on over and have some fun yeah. with us. 100%. And then last Twitter, Facebook, Instagram at Mando Talk. Just stay updated, stay in the loop, have fun, uh, get some poll questions, interaction going. Check us out there as well. Now, before we do this, so spoiler alert, we are heavily reviewing, breaking down episode one, the aftermath, and episode two, cut and run of the Bad Batch. We're going to do that here in a second. But first, Andor is all over the internet. I just wanted to get Zach's quick thoughts on casting Andor, his look, his attire, his costume, his gear, uh, and Shore Troopers. Shore Troopers are coming back from Rogue One, so I wanted to get Zach's take on how he looks. I think he looks pretty solid. I think it's a very Star Warsy look, so I'm very happy with it. But Zach, what do you think? hundred percent agree. I mean, it looks right in line with what I was hoping um it looks set in that time period like you said we're getting some of the shore troopers i believe that's what you said yeah i like that um yeah no I'm, i was i'm happy to see they're staying in that vein um i'm just excited to watch it you know uh, who, who's going around taking these pictures by the way Dude, they, got, they, they got the paps in there paparazzi just hey pose for me pose for me i'm like dang man yeah. every angle of this show is getting leaked it's ridiculous <laughs> yeah and i actually think i read that they are uh done with that location so that might be the last of images that we get maybe yeah. they're they're cutting it off <laughs> that's right whoever's running the the security on that location they're like yeah. don't use them ever again <laughs> fail absolute fail. yeah uh but yeah I, I threw out a tweet like come on 
Game of Thrones just recently did this with House of Dragon. They got leaks that came out like last week. Game of Thrones, House of Dragon, in response, actually released official images. Why not just go ahead and do that? Come on, release a 4K high def, up close look at Cassian Andor with some shore troopers. And the internet's going to go crazy. Why not go ahead and do it since we already see what he looks like? And you know what? Guess what? It was freaking Star Wars Day. And they yeah. didn't do anything. So <laughs> come on. Come on. I think you're a little salty about that. That's I ridiculous, think- <laughs> man. Ridiculous. That right. We needed it this year. We were starving okay. and they didn't give us anything. All right. Fair, I'm done. Fair. I'm done. Maybe maybe you should. <laughs> uh, so if you're on YouTube, Zach switched his color to green. Maybe. Oh, should- yeah. He should switch it back to red, man. Yeah, I should. You start talking about yeah, you start talking about Star Wars Day, like May the Fourth. Come on, nothing. But no, I'm feeling good today. I'm feeling good. I'm green. I'm uh, I'm I'm liking Bad Batch. Spoiler alert. So let's get into it. Yeah. So let's do that. We are we are loving it. Episode one, straight out the gate. We love the premiere. We're gonna go ahead and break it down. The aftermath. And first thing that I thought was a huge takeaway was just the opener, the animation that Star Wars continues to use on Disney Plus. I love it. It's really short, but it gets you going. Uh, and they switch it up a little bit. They got animation characters in there. Thought that was really cool. And on top of that. The Clone Wars opening narration formula where the guy comes in and he gives you a little update and it shows you some scenes and inside those scenes for the premiere were some Revenge of the Sith shots. Yes. I thought that was super cool. Zach, what do you think of that introduction before we dive into the meat of the episode? I mean, it was awesome. As soon as it came on, I, we, you know, during the live stream, we were all like, oh, here we go. Here we go. This is different. Yeah. And then, you know, that guy's voice comes in, which is like the it's such a ridiculous voice but it's perfect it's perfect like it's perfect um and we're getting those scenes in animation form of the oh man it's so good i've seen that all over twitter people like put them side by side and i'll be honest like i I was watching and i didn't really put two and two together until i saw that on twitter i was like oh that's so cool that's so right right yeah and you know, being the first time live streaming, I had to go back and watch it again in order yeah. to be ready for this full breakdown. And after watching it the second time, that little, that small uh, starting point there at the beginning becomes more clear because things are slowing down. You know, I'm not in the back of my head. All right, is the stream going well? Everything else going well? So that second watch, first of all, I would recommend to everybody because this premiere had so much like small canon detail that hopefully we do enough justice as far as breaking it down and at least drawing it out and allowing you to go do some further research. Uh, So let's do that. The opening sequence already right out the gate is heavy in canon connection. We see Jedi Master Depa Balaba, I believe I'm saying that correctly, and Padawan Caleb Dune, uh, Kanan Jarrus. We have come to know and love that character from Star Wars Rebels, at least on my end. Zach, you still haven't caught rebels right no clue okay no that's, clue. that's great i think that's what gives this podcast uh, or youtube channel uh something different from everybody else out there most star wars youtube channels out there they've every single one of them is, is probably deep in the lore uh we're gonna get zach there eventually i think that's the goal but <laughs> yeah. we give an interesting insight because we have nerds like me and jacob but we also have the you know more typical live action a fan which yeah zach you fall into that category and For i think sure. that gives this show an interesting dynamic anyway i'm hyping up 
hyping us up and getting completely away from the uh, premiere. But those two individuals are on the world of Calar. I thought we were going to get a last name plug uh, there almost. Man, they yeah. super close. Uh, but what were your overall thoughts on that opener? Oh my gosh, dude. It it blew me away. It locked me in. And and you'll hear me say that on a live stream. If you go back and watch it, like I'm like, oh, I'm all in. Like already. All in. Let's all go. hashtag all in because it was awesome. It yeah. told a story. It set the scene. It got me wanting more in like five minutes or mm-hmm. you know, I, maybe less. Cause it was just oh, it was it was so well done. And I think I brought it up as well. The animation is the same type animation, but it's like dialed to 11 in the sense of quality because man, when they get up on their faces and stuff, you can like see the lines where it looks like it's almost hand-drawn, like a painting. I love that. I love that. And the name- Clone Wars animation for sure. The name Depa Balaba, is it Balaba? I think. Yeah, Balaba, yeah. Incredible. I like I said, I didn't really know who that was. And then yeah. that he said, I think he says it on the narration, mm-hmm. right? And I was like, oh, I love that freaking name. I love that. <laughs> I think if I recall correctly in the live stream, you were like dip up a lupa. Yeah, I was like, oh yeah, who is that? I want I want that name because that's incredible. Yeah, we, we saw her a little bit in season seven of the Clone Wars. Uh, and yeah. we did see uh Caleb in a little meeting as well. So great connection i mean perfect segue and did i see seven to the bad batch did i see that she was in the jedi council as well i think i saw that on twitter that I believe she, she is she was in the jedi council and i of should the movies. know this I, yes i think yes i believe it was attack of the clones maybe but i might be completely butchering yeah, that right now tell tell us in the comments or or yeah. on discord what what you know if we're wrong but i i just saw it on twitter and i was like if that's true that is sick Cause that's yeah. just Filoni doing what he does best. Right. Yeah. And Filoni flexes early in this premiere that he knows his stuff. Now in that live stream, rebel scum Texan made a great point as far as it. And I'm going to go ahead and just readdress it to the listener. We got to keep in mind the context of everything else going on in the galaxy at this exact moment. Kenobi is on Utapa. Yoda is on Kashyyyk. Mason Anakin are, are on Coruscant. And Ahsoka and Rex are heading back to Coruscant after leaving Mandalore with Maul. Like all of these big time players that we've come to know and love and want more and more. All of these things are happening. Like, and I'm really glad they do that to just exaggerate the fact that this galaxy is so massive, so huge. Uh, and I just, I, I love bringing that up because it just puts us right in that moment in Order 66. The music, man, every single time Order 66 occurs, whether it's in Revenge of the Sith, now we've seen it in the Clone Wars, and now we've also seen it in the Bad Batch, the music gets me, I get chills, I get emotional, luckily on the live stream, I didn't though, because (laughs) then it gets spread all over the internet, so luckily that didn't happen. (laughs) You get it in Jedi Fallen Order as well, the video game, you You get it there as well, and so that just shows you the power of that one thing where you can see it multiple times. You know exactly what's about to happen, mm-hmm. but it's still just dreadful, right? Yeah. It just gives, it overwhelms you with like, oh no, what's about to happen? 
Like mm-hmm. it's going to be bad. Cause there's like 1% of you that's like, Oh, come on. She's going to get out of it. And then you're like, no, we know what's going to happen here. Um, yeah. It's, it's just, Oh man, it's beautiful. Like in, in a dark, sad way. <laughs> it's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. It, and the execution is just been phenomenal everywhere that it occurs. Um, and Caleb doom incredible to see that connection and i'm just going to ask this question do you think we're done with caleb doom in the bad batch or do you think they see each other again i i think i think he's i think he's done okay um maybe not um i'm about 60 40 on 60 percent done 40 percent not done yeah i kind of am torn um i'm not currently Currently, the canon answer is Canaan is on this planet. Keller, I Keller, say Keller, Keller, <laughs> um, during the events of Order sixty six. But it occurs a little bit differently. The Bad Batch wasn't mentioned in the Canaan comic book series. Uh, they were around a fire when Order sixty six occurred, and it wasn't like a a moment where they were in battle already. So there's already a little bit of canon, I guess continuity issue if, if that's a concern to you but in my opinion bad batch trumps what we've seen in a comic book uh but kanan kind of goes on his own journey after leaving that planet anyway so i am going to venture and guess that we are done with caleb doom kanan uh but it was great to see him yeah great to see him and what do you guys think let us know do you think he's done or or do you think uh, he's coming back later on in the season? Because I, I want to hear what you guys think. I honestly am torn. Um, I, I think he's done. But I, and going back to the like the uh, the lore stuff. See, again, I didn't know that who, who he was. I saw you guys like reacted. And I was like, all right, this dude's somebody important. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he, he, uh, he's just like a kid. Um, but Filoni knows what he's doing. Okay, mm-hmm. like he knew what was happening but that just shows you that it's all about the story like uh, you know some of the youtubers we follow they always talk about it's all about the story it's not about fan service it's not about what we want it's not about what they want it's about what makes sense and what would be the best engaging story so Mm -hmm. that's what i always lean back on did that answer the question for me sure because it was a freaking awesome opening sequence yeah yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. And and Filoni, again, props to him on pulling that in and executing it the way that he did. So at this point, we're leaving that opener, uh, and the Bad Batch goes to Camino. They're going back home, but as soon as they go back home, million-dollar question, in my opinion. I mean, I've been thinking about it nonstop since. <laughs> we see this lightsaber uh, fall from this stretcher. Who is that Jedi? Man, I got no clue. Now, I, I have seen... The most popular opinion is Shock T, but Shock T, um, I, I don't know what they're they're called, but they're kind of like the Ahsoka things off the yeah. off the head. I'm struggling on remembering what they're called. I know I've read it before, but I don't Somebody see out there that. Knows. I don't see that figure <laughs> uh, or shape when that cloak is over. I see more of a human physique, yeah. if you I, will. So I don't know. I don't know what that was there for. Uh, I don't. I just don't know, and it's driving me crazy. Are we going to know who that was, or was it just a shot to show how brutal Order 66 is? I, I'm i sure it's someone. 
uh, why would they do it? But I, I think it leans more into the second part of what you said, where mm-hmm. I think it's just to show the just brutality of what they actually did yeah. on a kid's show, right? right? They just murdered like a bunch of people, a yeah. bunch of people. Yeah. Um, so, and, and, it, and it really um, helps the Bad Batch like characterize them as well, where they're like, oh my God, what has Yeah, that's happened? true. You that know? was them seeing that okay it wasn't just this one location yeah, where like, jedi were trying to get killed by these clones it was all over yeah so it yeah was, that it might have just been a plot plot device to show the bad batch that this is happening throughout the galaxy it i mean i'm sure it was now is it someone i ain't your guy um but i i i hope it is i hope it's someone cool and if it isn't well, yeah. whatever right but bringing it up i'm gonna steal your thunder here i'm reading our notes no, do that, uh, dude. Do it. with what did the empire do with the remaining lightsabers fascinating question i have <laughs> never thought of this yeah and um this is i'm about to get dark right here so yeah. it reminds me of show. like yeah of like the holocaust shoes stuff you know like i, I don't mean to you know get dark but that's how big of a deal that would be right i mean mm-hmm. you just murdered like an entire galactic republic worth of jedi well mm-hmm. give or take and you would have that many lightsabers you got to deal with so do they just leave them there they have to collect them right i'd like to think they collect them yeah yeah and either I- throw them or or you know some stormtroopers or you know they're keeping them come on Right. I know you're a clone, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. It's a fascinating question, dude. Yeah, and I don't have an answer. For some reason, again, when I was going through my second watch through, I was like, you know what? When that shock trooper picks that thing up, what do they do with those things? Like, yeah. who's collecting all of them? Are they just getting rid of them? If there's a canon out answer out there, please let me know. I'm dying to know. It's just driving me crazy because yeah. I got a place over here where uh, Palpatine can bring me all those lightsabers and we can collect them. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. I, and I didn't mean to get dark there, but that's exactly where my mind went with that was yeah. like how dark and how sad that would be just to see that. Cause you know, you, I actually went to the museum where you see like the shoes piled up and you're just like, Oh my goodness, it's just yeah. dark and heavy. And that's exactly how that would be. Hmm, um, interesting. No, that's a good parallel. Good parallel. Um, Now, we do finally get we get the answer. Like, why does the Bad Batch not execute Order 66? I think a lot of us kind of already assumed that answer. But uh, Tech is the messenger that gives us this answer. He says that they were manipulated pre-existing aberrations in our DNA. We are immune to the effects of the programming, though I can't be 100% certain of it. Cut to Crosshair. They immediately show Crosshair as soon as he says that line crosshair teases were present throughout this episode your boy was right by the way um <laughs> what do you think about that the the teases of crosshair i mean we get it immediately like he's like we gotta follow orders bro like we're yeah. supposed to kill we're supposed to kill this jedi and i know yeah. you didn't kill him you keep lying we get back to camino i'm angry about everything you still <laughs> didn't follow orders and we keep getting it throughout the episode what do you think of that execution i thought it was very well done because like you know you know what's happening and you don't want it to happen because you got your squad and you don't want it to mess up. But I, I thought it was number one. I thought it was smart to be crosshair to be that, that uh, what, what would be the word that team member of uh, that squad member to go dark. If you want to call it that yeah. um, to be affected by it, because like it would, it, it would be different if 
tech was the one who started getting all mad. You know what I'm saying? Like crosshair has always been that kind of rugged kind of like, do I trust this dude guy anyways? Right. And so it just makes sense that they, he started showing signs of we've got to follow orders and he starts like trying to snipe the Jedi dude. I'm like, Oh, this ain't good. <laughs> this ain't good. No. So uh, yeah. And like you said, they he, tech gives us the explanation, the dump of what's going on and yeah. they cut to crosshair and you're just like, Oh, Oh no. At that <laughs> moment. I mean, for me, because I was already convinced, but yeah. at that moment, I feel like most viewers are probably like, okay, crosshair, he's going bad. Yeah. Episode one, too. Like you said, like what 20 minutes in. Like, yeah. oh no. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, next up in this arrival to Camino in this kind of portion of the episode, Palpatine's post order 66 speech. Great. I, I loved it. Again, we only got really the the broadcast the hologram look as i predicted uh but it was cool to see it's always cool to see palpatine however though i did say that that was going to be his only role throughout the show i'm starting to lean more toward what jacob said last week as far as him instructing tarkin because they t set up and we can go ahead and go into this because it's actually the next thing. When Tarkin arrives to Kamino, they set up this idea that both Palpatine and Tarkin are very, very doubtful of the need for clones. At some point, we're going to see this transition because we know what happens. Clones get decommissioned. They no longer are required to work for the Empire. They start, uh, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? They start getting recruits. They start recruiting bodies into the armies, into the Naval Academy. So Palpatine, I feel like, is going to be instructing Tarkin. They're going to be they're going to be coordinating, co cooperating, talking to each other uh, throughout this process. So I say all that to think I don't think that's the last that we see of Palpatine. What, what do you agree. think about that? I yeah. agree. I mean, I think we'll see him. I don't know if we'll see him in person. Um, I think we may just keep seeing the holograms of him. But mm -hmm. going back, we're talking about Empire stuff, right? Dude, I yes. am loving what we're seeing it's exactly what i predicted as well um that we would get into the empire stuff and and them yeah. sowing the the seeds of just their empire grossness you know mm -hmm. um fascinating and that speech was straight up first order straight up hitler like we're going back to nazi stuff but th yeah. i mean that's that's kind of that's the whole thing of star wars yeah, right that was so george's vision of, exactly say, so, so i mean 100 they're all cheering him and i love how they called it out like you're telling me these dudes ain't you know brainwashed yeah because like yeah. you're watching this creepy dude who, <laughs> oh and uh wrecker calling him out when he's like yeah i've got disfigured and records like yeah you can say that again <laughs> no like, i love thank that. you love for that, that. what thank do you, you think what do you think of the comedic relief of record because some people don't like it some people think it's overkill you Where know do you land on it I, it didn't work as much for me in the clone wars show mm -hmm. but for some reason and i said this the other night for some reason i was laughing a lot in the first episode for some reason i don't yeah. know if it was just the atmosphere and i was happy to be watching it or if it really was funny like watching it again i laughed again so yeah i i don't know I, it really worked for me now is it gonna get old sure but <laughs> i don't want to get ahead but in episode two they definitely dialed it down so yeah. uh i think they know how to how to thread him a little bit better than they did in clone wars because yeah the whole oh i'm just gonna smash stuff does get old and i could see what people are saying but mm -hmm. 
um it was good in this one just because this was uh it was a lot going on in this episode i mean it was pedal to the metal the whole show so yes it was that's why it, we have so much to discuss for this yeah, premiere man. yeah it, it so was much. nice to have him breaking it up with that though. yeah and i i fall i fall with you during the clone wars like yeah it, it kind of got like let's move on come on now these, yeah. these are cool people these are cool individuals let's focus more on that but i think the execution of the humor was great in the premiere so i just wanted that naturally came up it felt like a good question mm -hmm. to ask at that time um next up azi3 the droid makes an animation return so this droid is the droid that helped fives discover the inhibitor chips installed in the clones fives was a clone that figured this out and he got killed for figuring it out so he almost uh shared to the world about this idea of inhibitor chips being programmed inside every single clone but and az az is what i'm just going to call the droid because that's what omega calls the droid az helps him figure that out that was cool to see that connection we won't dive into that but it was cool to see az make another return then the bad batch gets their test uh we see or tarkin gets to see them uh straight in action and we get dark trooper tech uh, this is straight up, in my opinion, this is like the prequel to the Empire figuring out this dark trooper tech. And again, a connection to Rebels. Admiral Thrawn has these same droids. They're called Imperial Sentry droids in Rebels, and they look very similar. I'm going to say that they're the same prototype, maybe with just a few new tweaks, but regardless, dark trooper tech, right? You would agree yeah, to that? I would agree 100%. I mean... um, uh, is it confirmed? Do we know it's confirmed at this point? I don't think so, right? That it's Dark Trooper Tech? Yeah. I don't think so. I think it's one of those things that maybe... That Filoni, we can talk about and yeah. go like, well, oh, that's well, cool. Or And I think it's something that Filoni and crew noticed too. Like, our fan base is smart enough to know that these are probably connected. And it would make... I mean, it would make sense, right? Yeah. I mean, it would make sense that they would have this anyways. Um, but yeah, no, I, it, I thought it was great. Um, I thought the whole um testing scene was good very yeah, well it was good done. action good yeah action. and, and it, uh, very story driven too because tarkin's like watching them and you he's such a good character because you just don't know right yeah you, you just don't know what that dude's thinking ever. yeah it seems like he gains respect for him there for a second yeah it's like he likes them and then he's like yeah we gotta kill them dudes it's like wait wait i thought you liked them i don't i <laughs> you yeah. know like and i think that's very um uh that's the word I'm looking for. Lines they, up with his character? Yes, that's right. <laughs> it, it makes sense. Like, it, that's exactly what they were going for, and I think they nailed that. But, uh, yeah, no, I thought it was cool. The um, the inhibitor chip stuff's fascinating. It is. And I've got a question later on I'm going to bring up about inhibitor okay. chips. And, and I, hope I, I thought her name was you, Omega. Okay, yeah. So because of her accent? Omega. Yeah. She I, says I gotta, Omega. Yeah. Hot but, take, I don't love her voice hot dude hot oh, come on man. come on it I just like does it. not match that little girl's face to me like Boy. I, I don't yeah, I know saw, dude. i saw a lot of pushback online too about freddie prince jr voice of kanan in rebels mm -hmm. he came back to voice young caleb doom i i saw that sounded too. very adult like yeah i i mean that's fair because i agree when i i didn't really know who he was but i listened to him i was like oh he must be like a teen or older because yeah. like he sounds pretty old but like just her her voice did not work for me in the first like five minutes right. obviously 
I got okay, but I got to be honest with you guys. I'm going to give you my honest takes that, yeah. that threw me off. You know, mm-hmm. I, I just was like, wait, why does she? Okay. I don't, it's throwing me off and her name's Omega, huh? Oh, oh wait, no, it's Omega. Oh, okay. Uh, you know, I, I'm just, okay. So I enjoy the honest. whole, I enjoy the Omega Omega thing because it takes me back to empire. We've been Han Solo, Han Solo. And then Lando shows up. Hey, yeah. an old buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Oh, that's a good Lando. Yeah. I, I love uh, that the the toy with name in it. I guess it just takes me back to the OT days where they yeah. did that with Han. So yeah, I don't you, know, just, man, you, you need to switch. You just a sucker. You just a sucker. Red light, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's all right. No, I, uh, I, I agree. Her voice was a little uh, different than expected at first. It was just jarring for me. I was waiting to hear like a little kid's voice and it was like a, 20 year old like is it scottish i i don't know what the accent is i'm serious like i don't y'all tell me yo i'm dying, he, I'm dying laughing dude yeah, I, 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 this is how much i got confused because i was just like wait is that her voice oh it is oh my goodness okay all right we're doing it and then like i said five minutes later i was over it but yeah um yeah. it just initially was like oh okay all right well maybe it's a weird well, voiceover no, <laughs> yeah I sorry we that. can move on no that's fair and i think i have seen online talk about that though so again it's great representation we got going on here at mando talk about where the community <laughs> yeah. where the community's at which is perfect yeah uh okay next back on track here Tarkin Mm -hmm. he gives the bad batch kind of like his reward for I respect you guys but I know that this reward is going to make you fall away from what I'm trying to do here uh he gives them the mission to wipe out a group of insurgents on Onderon I know as soon as we heard Onderon on this side of things during the premiere me and Jacob knew immediately that Saul Guerrero's home planet we're gonna go see Saul um, and we knew that those insurgents were not going to be droid since the Onderon name was dropped. So I knew immediately this ain't going to go as Tarkin hopes it goes, unless Tarkin has that. Well, Tarkin probably it probably went the way that Tarkin wanted it to go. He wanted them to not succeed in the mission so he could get the get crosshair from the group, the one that's committed to the Empire, and kill the rest. I think that was his overall mission. But anyway, hundred percent. But yeah, on I mean, to. Good. On, on to the Onderon mission. I think this really was just a plot device as far as setting up this idea that there is rebellion going on in the galaxy. This is the early stages. We got a group of people that are completely against this empire idea. Rebellion begins. Secondly, I think this gives the motivation for the Bad Batch to officially say, no, the empire is not for us. Uh, we're going to do our own thing as we've always done. And I think that was executed perfectly. Now, I do not believe that we are done with Saul Guerrero. Too big of a character to just have in there once. I believe we have seen Onderon in a trailer, so I think we're going to be going back uh, to see Saul specifically. But I was re-watching it, my second rewatch, and when Saul says, if we give up now, everything we fought for, everyone we lost will have been for nothing. That is almost word for word what Jen Urso says uh, when she tries to get the rebellion to go get those Death Star plans. So I thought that was cool because we know Saul was like a parental figure for Jen a little bit in her childhood. Great connection there. I will go ahead and pause my heavy discussion there with Andron or recap of Andron. Zach, what did you think of that scene when they went to Andron? 
I thought it was a lot going on in the sense of story, not not in what we're watching, but uh, all the different depths of and angles of what's going on. Like you said, Tarkin, it was a win-win for him. He's going to kill them for not killing those people, or maybe they get killed, right? Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe they don't all die and he still gets crosshair. So it was just a just have them do that, and I, it was brilliant. I thought that was cool that they shot that he shot the like drone out of the air which is like watching them or something yeah that was sick um but seeing Saul back I mean it was cool I was just like I'm happy to see the same way with the empire stuff I'm happy to see them setting the setting the scene for the the rebellion Mm because I mean I'd like to believe that these people were were you know from the get like no this ain't good you know and I was happy to see that. And I was also happy because we know what happens. I'm happy to see th- there's like what, like 10 people there. Yeah. And it's like very, again, overwhelming dread of like, oh, you guys are really going to rebel against this empire. Like, oh, my gosh, you guys are going to get smushed. And I yeah. think Hunter even maybe even brings that up. I think it was him. I can't remember. But um, where he's like like you guys are rebelling okay well good luck yeah like see you later um i just thought it was very well done overall the name onderon throws me off i think of alderon it's like yeah it's close like come on it's a whole galaxy and we're going alderon i'm going i should have went red today should have should have these are all nitpicks dude (laughs) stupid nitpicks (laughs) hey it's all good it's all good saul the Saul Guerrero, his look. We yeah. know by the time that Fallen Order, Rebels, and Rogue One that Saul is now depending on his suit, the breathing tube that he needs. Do you think maybe canon connection here, we could see a mission in the Bad Batch go wrong, and that's how we get to Saul's look that we see in those other projects? I would love that. I would absolutely love that. Um, It'd be a great connection in my opinion. I think it would be fascinatingly awesome. Like the Bad Batch are full rebellion at this point. They're helping the rebels and then some poop hits the fan and yeah. Saw gets jacked up. And then it makes them all like, oh, what have we really been doing here? Mm-hmm. Um, now, I don't, yeah, I have no clue if they'll even go that route, but I think that'd be very cool to see. Yeah, I think so too. I think so too. And I'd be really happy to see that. I don't want to put money or a percentage on it. Yeah, I'm just, yeah. Not, I'm just not there yet, but it'd just be something cool to see. Yeah, I'm not confident that we will, but it, it would make sense that we do. Um, yeah. Because, I mean, now's now's the time to kind of do that. I don't know when, like, in his age timeline, like, when that happens. Do we know that at all in the comics or anything? There might be I, an answer out there again. Yeah, let us know um, in Discord or comments or, or whatever. Um, and tell me because y'all got y'all got treat me like a little kid here i'm just enjoying the content and talking about it absolutely i I don't i don't read every book or whatever i i I would love to but yeah no (laughs) same same i mean and i've read just a few books outside of that it's just personal research into all of these little things uh now omega is a big turning point here because that's what makes the bad batch realize okay we got to go back to camino and get this girl Obviously, again, Crosshair is against it, but he commits to it. He just follows the crew. Um, and as soon as they go back to Camino, they are imprisoned. Crosshair gets analyzed, resulting in Tarkin realizing that the program's working a little bit. 
but let's intensify that. And he fully commits to the Empire. The Bad Batch breaks out. There's a cool little shootout. And um, the Kaminoans, they aid the Bad Batch escaping. They get to leave because of them. They help them a little bit. But, man, the plot possibilities that are set up there, we don't know what they're going for, dude. And I think that was one of the biggest takeaways and biggest things we talked about during our watch party. That is going to be a very interesting plot device. Yeah, no, I, I loved seeing that because it's like these dudes are playing their own game too, man. Um, mm -hmm. And so, all right, I'll just go ahead and ask my inhibitor chip question. Um, okay. I think it's episode two where they talk about how Omega um, is, you know, so, she wasn't a mistake, basically. Um, mm -hmm. They do it all for a reason. So was the bad batch on purpose? Or do you think they were mistakes? I, Because, you know, these dude, these people, I say dudes, these things are out here scheming. Do you think they were mistakes? And, and they may be. I, my, um, my personal interpretation has always been that they were mistakes. That's why they okay. call them the Bad Batch. However, okay. they may have been mistakes because the Kaminoans were trying something new. So in turn, yes, they did it on purpose, but us as fans have just always thought that it was a mistake. But now maybe we're diving deeper into it. Maybe we're peeling back the onion a little bit, and maybe the Kaminoans have been up to some fishy things as far as we don't necessarily trust the Republic with these clones. Maybe we need to come up with our own backup plan, and that's why they create these special clones yeah I, that answer your question maybe i mean it, it does it does sure I, again i was just throwing that out into the ether yeah. to see what people thought because i i know it's pretty much confirmed that they were like mistakes or or they were quote unquote yeah, yeah. that's so, what was portrayed at least exactly exactly mistakes. so it may be that simple but i mean it, it's pretty cool that they have their own like special abilities i wouldn't call that a mistake i'd call that you know freaking awesome yeah uh, so i don't know and i'm excited to dig deeper into that i just thought that'd be a good spot to throw that in because yeah they're they're scheming too they don't they don't trust the empire at all um i don't think I'll they trust them. the republic either like when they were doing you know nope. doing it before so mm -hmm. it would make sense that these ridiculous beings that are making these clones would be smart enough to realize all right we got to have our own plan here yeah now so, Crosshair's all black imperial look, sick. Fire. <laughs> Absolutely sick. Like, yeah, he might be a villain at this point, but man, he's cool. <laughs> yeah, it, it's straight fire. And it, it's it's a it's a great dynamic of um, yeah, he's he's a villain. I keep air quoting if you're a podcast listener, um, because is is it the inhibitor chip doing it, or does he want to do this? Like I've always got this weird vibe of he doesn't want to do it, but he can't not do it. You yeah. know, it's like a sad kind of thing. Um, it's almost that, like we're going to your Marvel verse here. Mm -hmm. It's almost like winter soldier vibes. A hundred percent, a hundred percent where he knows that these are my friends and these are people I've spent so much time with and I'm going to have to kill them mm -hmm. and I can't stop myself, which is so sad in a way, you know? like a caged yeah. animal almost it's just i don't know it's sad to me yeah well the shootout that they have there was great i love the the whole chess game they were playing there for a second 
Uh, but it, like I said, eventually they do get away. They are definitely going to run cross paths again eventually. So we're definitely not done with Crosshair. And the Bad Batch plots a course for J-19, a sector of space, uh, referencing a friend that they need to find. Now, we do know who that is now because we've seen episode two. However, before we go into episode two, for me personally, the thing that I was thinking about the most or the person that I was thinking about the most was Omega or Omega. Omega. <laughs> uh, yeah, so. sounds like Omegle, where you like go and like look at people randomly yeah. on video yeah. chats. <laughs> well, before we leave the premiere, I wanted to do an, an analysis of Omega <laughs> before we get into episode two. Okay. Uh, and that's because for me personally, again, I want or I thought predicted she's going to be force sensitive. Maybe that is what the Kaminoans were trying to do, create a force sensitive clone. And that was her. Oh, dude. I hope unquote, that's the case. Quote unquote mistake, loosely mistake there. Yeah. But anyway, let's do this analysis real quick. Immediately, she recognized Hunter during that Order 66 speech. A few seconds later, she vanishes when Hunter looks back at her. When I saw that, I was like, okay, man, they are really teasing for sensitivity already. That, that was my interpretation. We clearly see more baby clones in development, so maybe that Omega name. Like, what is that now? Because Omega, we always, we always said that means last clone. But we see Tarkin look at babies in the tubes. So are we looking too much into that name? Is she not? Oh, obviously, she's not the last clone. What do you think? Like, is there just not as much to that name as we thought there were there was? I think there might be, but it's going to kind of go in the sense of where you're going with this, with the force sensitive stuff that maybe she's named that because she's the one like to them. Mm. And that's why she's letting her like fault that those the come out. Camonians, Camonians. How you say it? Caminoans. Caminoans. Yeah, I mess it up too. Don't worry. I said it right the other night, and I yeah. can't say it today. Yeah, but yeah, they're yeah. like letting her follow them around, and like they help her like to safety mm -hmm. because um I I don't understand that play. By the way, I don't understand that play. Not not at this point. Like, why do they save her and let the, her let her go with the bad batch? I just, I don't know. I don't. Yeah. And I think very that's gonna, interested. That's definitely going to play out. We'll, we'll mm -hmm. definitely get those answers. But I was immediately like questioning myself because the fan base as a whole, when we saw Omega was the name, everyone was like, okay, she's the last clone. But we already get confirmation mm -hmm. that that's not true because Tarkin's looking at baby clones. So I, I wanted to just discuss that really quickly. Tech confirms that she is an enhanced clones. They're an enhanced clone. Again, why would the Kaminoans develop a secret enhanced clone? Again, maybe we've discovered something tonight as we've discussed this. Maybe they weren't necessarily mistakes, quote unquote, air quotes. Maybe yeah, the, they've been doing this to try to develop their own super army, I guess, or these super individuals to maybe back them up in case things went bad. Any and, thoughts on and, that before we go to the next thing? She's a girl, right? Like, is that not a big deal? Yes. Yeah. Mm. I, there's so much to this character, man. Like, is that not a humongous deal? I feel like no one is talking about that on my Twitter, at least. Yeah. That, that she's a clone girl. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. I, I feel like that's a and big And we have deal. not seen evidence of that anywhere else. I, that's what I'm saying. Like, she's enhanced and she's a 
female. She's not a male clone. Like that's right. humongous to me. That's why I say the the Omega name may mean like they did it. They made the force sensitive clone or or whatever. And that's why she's allowing her to go with the Bad Batch so that she stays alive. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Pure yeah. speculation. Yeah, no, that that's point. fair. That's fair. And we're fully speculating. Anytime yeah. we talk about Omega, Omega, whatever. Yeah. We're fully yeah. speculating about her until we get further 100%. answers. Um, for sensitivity teases again, when she senses that something is off with Crosshair in the prison cell and knows what he's going to do in the future. Like that threw me for a loop immediately as, as soon as she's made that comment. And then she senses Crosshair coming before the doors open in the hangar. Like she says, you're, you're not going to have to go find him. He's here before the the hangar doors even open so as soon as i heard that i was like you know what she's got to be force sensitive we keep getting these these teases man and then <laughs> so, the last one she doesn't miss with the blaster and she says it was the first time like total ray skywalker yeah. vibes already there <laughs> yeah so anyway, anyway what i will say about the crosshair thing is i got the sense that she was in those meetings and she like knew that his inhibitor chip was getting uh, okay. you know electrified or whatever and that she knew he was coming for them that's how i read it i didn't read it as force sensitive i ain't trying to blow up your your idea you but know what she was in the cell with them the whole that's time. that's what right. i was about to say so uh, at the time they're doing all that they pull him out she's in the cell right and then that's when they're frying his brain and stuff so that's why i'm saying that maybe she knew that was the plan but I'm reaching as well. So I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I I'm hope just... you're right. And the reason I, the, the reason you might be right is that last one where you talk about her shooting a blaster. Like I've never shot the blaster before. It's but like, nails it perfect, but you smoked it. Like, <laughs> yeah. Hmm. You know, it's a straight up Ray type thing where it's like, I don't know what I'm doing. Frown, and you do it perfectly. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I, I definitely agree with you on that. Well, one. I think we might have to do an Omega analysis like almost every episode oh because yeah I, I feel like 1000 percent at this point she is the most interesting most I, I guess behind the scenes character that we got right now to dive into and it's uh, such a felony thing to have by the way yeah this random girl that is you know powerful but cool and like right i, I don't know like i'm not chirping him i'm, I'm saying like in a good way like this yeah. is this is his strike zone and I'm happy to see him flexing here um, right. in this first episode. Well, listen, that is the first episode in its entirety. Like I said, that was a heavy, jam-packed, detailed, canon junkie. If, you, if you're all about canon, man, you got, you got, you got some and more that, yeah. for the premiere. It was great. Uh, overall thoughts on the premiere before we head to episode two, finally. Fantastic. Better than I thought it'd be. Um, worth a rewatch. It was great. It, it was better than all four episodes in the Clone Wars put together. I'll okay. tell that. No, not, not that they were bad, but that's how yeah, good yeah. this was. Yeah, no, and I agree with that. I, I Yeah, I would 1,000% would agree with that. It was, it was great. It, the execution was perfect. You could tell Filoni has been brainstorming this idea for a while, and I'm glad that it got executed now. Let's move yep. into episode two. Uh, episode one, probably full disclosure. Episode one, we probably spent a lot more time than we will spend on episode two. Uh, episode two, Cut and Run is the title. 
uh, really finds its own footing. Like the premiere was like a moment, like one of those big Star Wars moments that I've referenced before. Uh, the premiere of it, everyone's coming in, they're checking out the new animated Star Wars show. But this episode two, I think, really gives us insight as to what this show is going to feel like and be like. A lot more slower paced, a lot more character driven is rather than just giving answer after answer after answer. Um, so that was that's my initial takeaway. It wasn't like top tier yet. We might come back to it eventually in the season and think that it's top tier. But right now on the surface, it's just a solid episode. Would you kind of fall in on that category as well? hundred percent. Um, definitely, you know, not as jam packed pumping as the first episode. What I'm doing right now is, uh, on our Twitter, we ran a poll, yeah. um, asking the same question and I wanted to kind of call it out. So we asked, uh, what are your overall impressions of bad batch episode two cut and run? Um, so 3%, not for me, 10%. It's okay. 38% said good, not great. 48% said top tier. Wow. Wow. That's higher than I thought it would be, you know, yeah. and I'm not, I, I can see what you're saying. I, I can completely see how you're getting there. But for me personally, I was in the good, but not great because mm -hmm. it kind of, I don't know. It was just boring is not the word. It was just very um, slow and, methodical and they're trying to build the characters up more than yeah. tell the the bad batch story of the show and it's more about getting no omega and hunter really those two that father-daughter dynamic they're going for um it yeah. it mainly worked for me i wouldn't say it worked all the time um but most of the time it definitely works. So that that's my, you know, short synopsis of it, but yeah, yeah. go to our Twitter and you can uh, join in on the polls as well. Absolutely. Um, just to Absolutely. give a little plug, you know? Yeah. And I, and I, in response to that poll, I was just going to say, again, if you thought that was top tier, great. I'm happy for you. Mm -hmm. I, I probably fall under the good, not great category. Um, if you're someone though that said that was top tier, I think you're going to get really top tier then later in the season. Uh, because in my opinion, I know Filoni can flex harder than episode two was. Uh, so mm. again, if that's top tier, we're going to get top tier cubed or squared, whatever you want to say, <laughs> throwing yeah. in some math terms uh, yeah, later and, throughout and this season. Tell us why you thought it was top tier too. Mm. I always like to see your guys' reasoning of why, especially, or if you didn't like it, tell us why you didn't yeah. like it. Cause I love seeing people, um, in a nice way have a discussion don't just yeah. go after people because they have a different opinion just say your opinion and why you think that way and great that that's your opinion so uh i want to hear what you guys think out there so absolutely perfect place for that would be discord click that oh, yeah. link click that for link. sure <laughs> all right cut and run the crew is heading to salukami a location that we have been before uh, during the Clone Wars, we have hung out with the family of Cut and Sue. I believe it was season two. That is straight off the brain. Hopefully that is right of the Clone Wars. Cut basically left the army. He wanted to do his own thing. Uh, and that's early in the Clone Wars season two. Rex struggles with he doesn't like it because Rex's follow orders. We're part of the Republic. We're brothers in arms. We're going to fight together. Rex doesn't really respect what Cut did, but eventually a mission occurs to where they have to fend off 
uh, some separatist droids. They end up respecting each other. So we actually get a clue of Rex, but we'll get there. We'll get there. Or maybe I'm <laughs> rushing ahead of myself. But anyway, those that family is living on a farm, and we get, again, one of those Ray Skywalker-esque moments. Omega gets straight off the ship, and it's like Ray in The Force Awakens, where she's never seen green like that. She didn't know it exist, existed in the entire galaxy. Omega has that same moment. We keep, we keep getting these patterns for Omega already. Th this is two patterns now for Ray Skywalker in particular. I've already seen, I've already seen on Twitter people trying to connect Omega and Ray Skywalker. Definitely Palpatine. I'm not going to go into that, but I mean, I can see it. I can see yeah. it. Yeah. You know, I as as we're watching in and she's ooh ah dirt great. I'm like here we go here we freaking go and I'm a sucker for it. I fall yeah. for it every time. I'm just like oh they're getting me. I know what they're doing and it's working. I'm I'm falling in love with this character. I didn't want to say falling in love with this girl. I'm falling in love with this character and I yeah. want to know more about her and it's fascinating when you really think about how impactful and powerful that is, like mm -hmm. we take for granted this world that, that we live in, we're very blessed in terms well, like my family, we're very blessed and, and we can go out and see things. So can you imagine never seeing dirt and what, like, I can't imagine that. So when you, when you really put it in that perspective you get away from, yeah, we've seen this before and what it really means to the character. It's like, Oh my goodness. Like, yeah, that would, that would make you go, what is this? Like, what is this stuff? I love this. Like, this is yeah. incredible. It's no, like when I, it's like when I go to the mountains and mm -hmm. I don't live in the mountains. So when I go to the mountains, I'm like, wow, this is insane. It's so tall and there's snow. Yeah. It's just amazing. Same, but like times a million. Right. Mm -hmm. So what, no, you, what was your great, thoughts? No, I, I thought it was great. I, I love those little moments. And and the Omega character has those little moments throughout this episode. And that's what makes this episode good or solid, in my opinion, is we get great character development. We get those great little details. And like you said, it is slower. But because of those small little details, I think it's going to pay off in the long run. As far as maybe when we get later in the season, we're going to connect with these characters so much more because those small little little details. Uh, now, next up in the homestead, Cut does share that Rex was there yesterday. Do you think, I mean, we're one day away from each other. Do you think maybe the Bad Batch is going to go to where Rex went off to next episode? Like, are we already there with Captain Rex? Or are we just going to keep getting like these teases of Rex and eventually we, we yes. get there? I think it's that one. I think it's, okay. we're going to hear his name. They're going to keep bringing him up. And then like episode, do we know how many we're getting? We I mean, don't, it's, do we? It's out there. I, I don't want to say the wrong number, but I want to say it's 16. All right. Well, if that, if it's but that, that many, I mean, if it's more than 10, then I'd like to believe they're going to do that. And that he's going to show up because of how important he is in the clone story um I, i'd like to believe that he i am seeing 16 show. episodes okay so that's a, i mean that's a long haul man that's longer than i expected that's well we i think we speculated it and we were like you know probably like eight to ten yeah and so yeah. the double that, that mm -hmm. that's that's great and episode one being like what 70 minutes long yeah 
Yeah, that, that's that's crazy. So we're getting um, our content for sure. But yeah, they're yeah. going to have to stretch some of these things out mm -hmm. or else they're showing their cards too much or they have way better things playing and we just don't know what it's going to be. I, I would I, I would love for it that to be it, but I do I think it's gonna be more of a this is let's stretch this out a little bit because everyone loves Rex. I mean, come on. Come yeah, on. I, I think it's gonna be a you know, boom, name drop, name drop, name drop. Bam, we got Rex and he's crazy and he's gonna do something cool. Yeah. So yeah. Um, now you do get your Empire stuff here in episode two with the installation of Imperial credits and the chain codes. What do yep. you think of all of that? Loved I know, it, dude. I know that's the one thing that you were talking about the most after the premiere. Yeah, I love seeing that because I I didn't know if we were going to touch on it this episode, and and by God, here we are, and getting deep into it. Like they're in implementing these chain codes that you can't go anywhere like without them, and they're checking them, and they've already. Whoever does the um, this is a random thought. Whoever does the little imperial spray paint on everything, that mm -hmm. dude is busy. Because he <laughs> he is out there just spray painting all yeah, day. Yeah, that's a great day. point. You we already see the little signet of the yeah, empire. They got yeah. them everywhere. I was like, this dude's working double time out here. Uh -huh. Them clones with the spray paint because they were ready. <laughs> yeah, they got empire everything. They done built all this stuff. They got the chain codes going. They've got the imperial credits. You can trade your stuff in for the. Oh man, it was cool. It no, was that's so a great cool. point. That's a great point. Um, for me, it was just one of those. I don't know. Maybe I'm just not enjoying that aspect of it as much yet. Maybe I'm just too busy trying to wrap my head around all these other characters. Mm -hmm. But it is cool to see the Empire slowly, slowly, slowly building. Mm -hmm. I, back to the character detail, I think those small details are eventually going to pay off as well. Like maybe by the end of this thing, we're just going to see a swarm of the Imperial fleet, of the Navy, of the Army, and maybe Vader is going to top that all off. I, I, I love it. Um, it, it, because it's such an important part of this time. Mm -hmm. Um, and it also helps characterize, like I said, the bad batch because the empire is all, Oh, we're, we'll help you. And it's good. And, you know, get your chain code so you can travel. And yeah. then you see the clone dudes like pushing people and, and like shooting people. And it's like, wait 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 you know um i just think that's fascinating that uh that they keep doing that because they to be honest they didn't have to do any of that stuff right mm -hmm. they, they didn't have to show empire setting the seeds but it does make sense going back to story stuff love it yeah and this is very very similar to rebels rebels plays hard on the the empires doing this they're trying to look good or they think they look good but really when you dive into it you see how nasty and ugly uh the empire truly is and the rebels the crew that we get to know and love in rebels is all about exposing it fixing it doing these things for all these small little people if you will in the galaxy hmm. making a big impact so if you really want to get some more of that Zach, again, check out Rebels. <laughs> yeah, I really do need to check out Rebels. I think I tried watching it before I got big into, into the Star Wars game. Yeah. And I just was like, is this a kid's show? What is this? You know? Okay, so the first season definitely is more. So kid. I was like, uh, this was before you and I really got digging into Star Wars. Right. I was more of a cat, even more casual, like yeah. only watch the movies type guy. Yeah. Um, so I, I tried watching it back in college, I guess. And I was just mm -hmm. like. I think this is a kid's show. I don't think this is for me. I, you know, like not saying yeah. it was bad. I just 
very goofy and very childish in its yeah. humor. So, uh, but everyone says watch Rebels, so I gotta well, do it. Well, side it. note, side note, um, Rebels has maybe one of my most favorite stories in it. So I, maybe maybe that'll I, entice you. Okay. Yeah. Next thing. All right, go ahead. <laughs> little cannon plug here in our Bad Batch episode: Anexu from Attack of the Clones. That's the creature that's beyond the fence that Omega almost mm. gets eaten by. The creature that scratches Padme in the back in Attack of the Clones on Geonosis. Uh, uh, that's the same species. So cool little canon connection there. Um, and, okay. Next thing that happens in the episode for me, at least in the notes, that really caught my attention. This jewel that mm -hmm. Omega has. What's up? What is up with this thing? What's so special about it? And for me again, because I keep wanting, <laughs> I keep wanting force sensitive. This is totally out there, probably going to be way wrong. Yeah. But in my little imagination, I was envisioning the thing opening and out coming from that lifted a kyber crystal ready to be put inside <laughs> a lightsaber. <laughs> that I mean, is way out there. That's probably not right. You might be right. I, I have no idea. And if I'm being honest, when I was watching the episode, I saw her like she like takes it off and like looks at it. Mm -hmm. I I just was like, oh, what's that about? And then I forgot about it. So I didn't oh, even really. Yeah, I didn't even think about Dude, it. Until I'm, I was, I'm losing sleep on it. I know. I know. I I don't know. I just didn't really think about it as much as as that. But when I read it in the notes, I was like, hmm maybe he is onto something because it's got to be important right why yeah. would they why would they her take it off and like zoom in on it you know right right so there's eventually going right. to be a there's eventually going to be a payoff to it i don't think it's going to be a kyber <laughs> crystal that's just what i really wish it would be yeah i mean if but we're talking we'll about that ray should have had a duel or a lightsaber come out dude she should right? have like should come have. on <laughs> <laughs> all right Go ahead. next up on the episode tech and echo they realize they need to copy these chain codes in order to help cut and sue and their family leave the planet uh omega it happens to be on the ship that they purposely get um taken from them in the in the shipyard if you will uh so omega gets involved in the mission and omega ends up having to be the one to deliver or not having to she just does it instinct mm -hmm. she gets it done she delivers it to cut and sue they almost she almost doesn't do it in time, but she delivers them. And man, this moment where Hunter tells Omega that, look, kid, you're not coming with us. You need to go with them. Have your own little family. Really hit me. But wow. with that right. said, hardcore. We talked about it last week on the episode. Jacob was like, look, if they were looking for Ahsoka, isn't that essentially the same story as the Mandalorian? Hunter and Omega is 100% right now at least essentially Dinjarin and Grogu. Like that father-child relationship that they're trying to uh develop or put in front of us as a fan base. We've seen these plot points before. Mm -hmm. As recently as season 1 of The Mandalorian, I thought that was a clear connection. Did you get that connection? You know, I I I think it was like a fleeting thing where it was okay. like, okay, I know I've seen this before. However, I do agree. It hit me pretty hard. Cause that was a great scene, the buildup of it. And they got to get the credits and they're going up to the thing and like, we're right there. We need them now. And you got the dudes, the clone dudes, like, you know, Hey, mm -hmm. come on, come on. You're like, Oh gosh, is she going to get there? And um, just the scene of him 
basically breaking it to her like you don't need to be with us like yeah you're, you're a kid like you shouldn't be with us and and seeing him not wanting to say that but knowing that that's what's right i thought that was very well done and it hit me very hard in the sense of obviously i'm a dad now mm-hmm. so uh thinking about you know that kind of situation and you've got this kid that just wants to be with you for some reason you have no idea why but she is drawn to hunter which is fascinating and she is a beat like she's good like she's legit um so i mean we see that a little bit later there but um i do agree that have we seen something like this before sure um but what i do like about this one is that it's omega wanting to be with him and kind of being like no, I'm going to be here. This is where I want to be. I love that line where she says, this is where I want to be. And he says, well, if this is where you want to be, this is where you're going to be. Yeah. Fascinating. I love that. Um, right. Because he, he didn't have to say that, but it's also that it's showing that her words mean as much as anyone else in the team to Hunter. Like mm-hmm. she's just a kid, but her saying that really broke through to him is what I got. And I loved hearing him say if that's where you want to be. i'm gonna start crying thinking about it um <laughs> if that's where you want to be like this is where you're gonna be because that's something yeah. i would say to like my daughter but if you really want to be here mm-hmm. okay well then you'll be here um i thought it was fascinating so yeah sure no, same vibes but yeah no it. maybe maybe you're you've probably convinced me i think there's a lot there's it's a lot deeper i guess than mm-hmm. what i initially interpreted it as so maybe it, it is similar to din and grogu but i think it does take up maybe the intensity of it all because yeah. omega is a, able to speak for herself we're able to connect with her feelings because she's able to express them obviously more than grogu's yeah. and it's not and it's not a mission to yeah. like you know to din jar it was a mission uh mm-hmm. starting out to them, it's a nuisance. It's like, no, you don't, you're, you're a kid. You don't need to be here. And why are you keep freaking coming around? Like, go away, go away, go yeah. away. And then she keeps showing, proving herself that she can handle it. But um, I don't want to go too far back, but just the one scene that also got me was when they're, the kids are playing ball and they're like, and she's like, what are you guys doing? And they're like, we're having fun. And she like throws it to her. She like moves out of the way. It's like, that's a little character thing, a kind of Ray thing. But man, I was like, oh God, she's never like done that. That's a yeah. kid thing. That's what kids do. They throw stuff and they mess stuff up. And what does she do? Of course, she goes outside the fence because whatever, you go outside the mm-hmm. fence. I, I just thought that was a great character building moment of we see that happen. And then we see the opposite of it when she gets the codes and gets the mission done. I thought that was cool. Yeah. So in summary, this episode was all about Omega's small little character details and moments. But on top of that, I think it displays Omega's dedication and desire to now be fully part of the Bad Batch crew. And I don't think they're going to separate purposefully uh, from here on out. I think they're stuck. They're knitted together. And that's where we end with episode two. They're off. We don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong, but we don't know where they are off to currently. I don't think so. Because it ends say? with it ends with uh, excuse me. It ends with Hunter and Omega having that one on one conversation. But outside of that, I believe that was it. I think I don't you're think right. we get a clue as to where they're going next. 
So that's, so. I guess that's why earlier I was saying maybe they could go ahead and find Rex since they're already on his tail, since they're just one day behind him. Uh, maybe him and Cut or Hunter and Cut had a conversation on the side where Cut shared with him that uh, maybe he went in this lo location next or he hinted at going to these locations. Maybe, who knows? We'll see. But the episode is yours, listeners out there. Um, what did you think of episode two? Jump down in the YouTube comments, let us know, or hop over to Discord. Uh, what do you think about the Bad Batch overall? Let us know. It, it's been a great ride so far, and I personally can't wait to continue to cover it. I think it's been an absolute blast. So far, episode one, I would put top tier, in my opinion, as far as yeah. animation goes. But episode two, I would categorize that as good, uh, but not specifically great. Unless, again, we come back to it later in the season and we're like, man, that set up this. This, mm -hmm. this X set up Y perfectly. Uh, maybe we get that. We'll see. Zach, what did you think overall of episode two and where we are at with the Bad Batch currently? Yeah, episode one, top tier. Episode two, good, not great. However, um, it did what it wanted, what it wanted to do, I think. It made me care about Omega way more, um, way more. And also, I loved seeing Hunter do work on the battlefield. Like, mm -hmm. he's supposed to be this leader and this dude. And I thought he was kind of boring in the Clone Wars show, for sure. Mm -hmm. And then season one, he was good in terms of the leader type stuff. But I didn't really see him do work, per se. But, man, yeah. when he goes in there and he's by himself and he's, like, kneeing dudes and shooting dudes, oh, man, it was awesome. And it was exactly what I wanted to see out of him because he's supposed to be the elite leader. And I thought that was him showing to be a leader. Um, mm -hmm. And I want to just bring that up while we wrapped up because I thought that was important because that episode was basically about those two, Hunter and, o and Omega. So, yeah, um, I thought it was good. Uh, you know, I really am just excited to keep staying in this story because i i didn't know what to expect coming in i really didn't care about the bad batch you know before i turned on the clone wars in the discord we were we were going over like what episodes to watch and i went back and watched those and i was like okay i'm i'm in on bad batch let's see what this is about and these two episodes really have sunk their teeth into me and i cannot wait for uh friday to next yeah. friday yeah next friday <laughs> Episode three comes out next Friday and we got you covered. We are going to review, break it down just like we did with episode one and two. Probably this week's show is definitely longer than what next yeah. week is going to look like. So we appreciate those of you out there listening or watching uh, for sticking with us because we had to cover both episode one and two this week. But next week we will cover episode three as well as maybe some news pieces that drop. We'll see. We'll see what's out there. Uh, but we can't wait to continue to cover the Bad Batch for you and with you. So Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find your podcast, we're there. Just search Mando Talk. Uh, rate us, what, whatever platform you listen to us on those podcasts. Uh, YouTube, check us out on the YouTube channel. You get to see our faces. We are having a lot of fun displaying uh, that YouTube channel to you. We got Mando Mini Talks. We break up the show into smaller segments for your convenience. Uh, we got our full episodes. And now we're trying to start incorporating live uh streaming events watch parties doesn't matter what it is so regardless there's a lot of great things going on on youtube so go check us out hit subscribe smash the like button hit the bell do all the things you got to do to make us look good we would really appreciate it and then discord link is in the description to come have individual conversation with us 
Zach, I appreciate you being here this week. You want to add anything to that? Or, um, yeah, you, you know what? You just take the floor. <laughs> you take well, the floor. Well, what I will say is I think we don't say this enough. Share with your friends because that does a lot. You know, I know I know you guys listening. If you're at this point, you're listening, you know, you're a yeah. hardcore listener and we love you guys. So share with your friends if they like Star Wars, if you think they'll like Star Wars, if they want to hear two clowns talk about Star Wars, <laughs> share it with them cuz we we want to get the word out there. We want more people to get in on the conversation, so we do that by sharing. So, uh just send a link of our dumb faces and they'll at least get a laugh. You know, yeah. so, yeah. you know, just share it with friends and we, we love you guys. We're, we're so thankful. The live stream went great. Um, mm -hmm. These episodes were great. Good stuff going on, man. And I can't wait to do more and interact with you guys more directly in the future here. So uh, thanks for uh, thanks for having me on, by the way. This has been Absolutely. so much fun. I'm Dude, it's, it. it's been great having you. And um, yeah, I can't wait to continue to cover the Bad Batch and continue to cover Star Wars. Yeah, uh, with you for our listeners out there. Well, we're going to go ahead and get out next week again, episode three breakdown and whatever Star Wars news is out there. We'll talk about it. We've always got you covered as far as Star Wars goes. So come back and join us. But until next time, may the force be with you. And we have spoken.